12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Looking back on the last two years, it's been an incredibly challenging time for multiple industries across Singapore and the world as well. But one industry that's been hit hardest by the COVID-19 pandemic has been the F&B industry. They've had to adapt, they've had to pivot, and somehow, you know, they've emerged stronger. And that is so good to see. Another sort of space in this F&B industry would have to be the nightlife sector. Before the pandemic, DJs were out in full force at nightclubs, at bars, at different events all across Singapore. But then everything came to a halt. So what did they do? Well, joining us on the show today, I've actually roped in a DJ. Her name is Candice B, and she's going to tell us all about her life, how she got into the industry, how she survived the COVID-19 pandemic, and what she's looking forward to in the months ahead. DJ Candice B, how are you? I'm good. Well, thanks very much for having me, Adrian. It's very nice to be here today. I met you last week at Barbary Coast, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. And now we are doing this interview. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how you got into this industry. Is there a certain event that you can recall that, you know, inspired you to become a DJ? Yeah, there was. So uh, when I was 18, I did a short stint at Dolphin Lagoon that back then is kind of closed down now. But um, basically, it's kind of where they held uh, and had dolphin shows. And with that, it came along where all of us, all of the trainers, we had to do four shows a day. And part of the job scope was also to MC for the show as well as uh, do the sound. So it's kind of like DJ with a pre-list um, of things, uh, of songs that we, are, that we are supposed to play whenever certain events happen during the show. So during during that stint, it was pretty interesting because it was my first time touching anything sound related. We are able to curate the right songs, uh, bring out the right emotions and energy within the show. So for example, when we would have a dolphin swimming across, uh, we'll play a little bit more upbeat songs. Uh, when we have an emotional event, play a little bit more sappy songs. And that was when, um, I guess it was the first time that I could see real emotions come out based on the song choice that we chose. So yeah, like that really got me into wanting to see how that I could take that further. And that's why I went into DJing a little bit. It's quite a remarkable story. I mean, you used to work with dolphins and now you're a DJ. What was it like, uh, you know, working with dolphins to those who haven't had that experience? Yeah, sure. So, well, like, a little bit more about Dolphin Lagoon. So since it's not really here anymore, um, the facility that we had was a huge facility. Um, it was mainly for research. Uh, we had we had a few shows, but nothing too big. It was essentially a cordon off area of the ocean where we had a facility and we were to basically open the dolphins all day long. Like that was pretty fun. Getting to interact with their really smart animals. Um, we did our best to do what we could to keep them happy. And they did keep us happy as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting story how, uh, you know, you used to work with dolphins and now you're a DJ. In any industry, individuals have people they look up to, you know, as role models and people who really inspire them to get into this industry. So let's talk about some of the artists that you looked up to while you were getting into this profession? These change quite a bit as and when um, I get into different genres or I get uh, kind of distracted by different genres. For my common favorite, I would say Face Action is one of my favorites right now that I really look up to them. They are a British music band um, and what they do is to blend house music together with Pan-African and Latin music and very heavily influenced by funk, disco and jazz. 
So that's that's one that always appears in my set uh, in these few days. Uh, Jutro Mundo is another one. He's a Brazilian artist with very strong new disco influence that uh, his yeah, his mixes or his remixes or his self-produced uh, music also always features in my set list nowadays. Uh, in terms of overall showmanship, I really like Alison Wonderland. So she's probably the more well-known or the most popular one amongst the two that I've just mentioned before. Uh, she is a trap and electro-pop DJ, and I really just like her style and energy in her sets. She does her own things, engages the audience, and you can tell that she really enjoys what she's doing um, in terms of the interaction, because sometimes a DJ, uh, if you go to a festival, look out at them, and if you can't really engage with them because it's such a huge venue. They are just pushing a couple of buttons, uh, tweaking a couple of knots, not really sure what she does. Uh, but yeah, like like the way that Alison Wonderland engages the audience, that's something that I really uh, try to emulate and try to incorporate that in the way that I spin. Yeah, you mentioned Latin music there. I mean, that's evident in your sets, particularly recently. But also your music genres have changed. You've been drawn to different styles of music over the years. But is there a particular genre that really grabs your attention and that if someone asked you to play, that would be your go-to? Yeah, so funk is my number one go-to genre. Um, and now I expanded that to kind of having funk, new disco and Afro and Latin house put together in the, in the entire set. But yeah, like my go-to would definitely be funk. Really like these genres. Um, the common thing is that, or rather the kind of styles that I'm a little bit drawn to would be things that are a little bit more melodic with multiple instruments and multiple beats put together. Uh, kind of like um, like an organized chaos, if you will, with if everything put together, but still sounds very nice. And um, yeah, you can't just, very easily put it together with a music production software and pull a couple of tunes together so yeah like i would say funk would be my number one go-to i i do enjoy it a lot and it's easy to listen to and especially for my warm-up sets i throw it in just kind of an easy warm-up for the crowd as well yeah it certainly is and uh you've made quite a profession doing all of this we're in conversation with dj candace b she is doing residency right now at barbary coast on friday night and she's spun at multiple locations in singapore and asia as well i did mention the locations i mean pre-pandemic you spun at zook tanjong beach club along with soloso beach for the new year's eve countdown party formula one post party dinner on blanc etc from all these venues I've mentioned so far well, we're talking pre-pandemic right which one really stands out to you is there a sort of anecdote that you can recall from that time yes yeah so I would say I mean especially in the list that you just mentioned the one that really stood up for me would be Dinner on Blanc 2013 because I did two years I think it was a 2013 one that really stood out to me so I guess as a DJ it is kind of our job to get the crowd going and also help to help the event if let's say there's any different scenarios or unforeseen circumstances that pop up and i remember that this particular event so if uh, for those of you who do not know dinner on blanc is an event where people bring their own tables and chairs it's kind of like a sustainability thing uh, they wear all white uh, just just for the fun of it and then have like a huge dinner party where we have good music and performances and they don't know the location so that year it was being held at marina barrage it was a completely open air event uh, the dinner went really well and then just when they were starting the after party, suddenly it started storming. So I was turntables, uh, still trying to look fancy, 
probably did not need a turntable, so I just wanted it to look nice and, you know, it was a nice event. My needles started flying, it started raining, and it just, uh, everything just went into a mess. But what I did was um, I quickly found some cover, moved the stuff in, and I started continuing to play the songs. And instead of kind of, because I was expecting, uh, this is Singapore, I was expecting people to kind of run to the shelter and, you know, like try to salvage all of their stuff. But instead, everyone just put everything down instead of dancing and there that feeling when that happened it really i it really touched me and i could remember it all until up until this day because well like this ha- these stuff happens and the reaction that you get from a crowd you're hoping for something and you don't always get it but seeing everyone you know like imagine if the dj wasn't there and there wasn't the right sound to it the event would probably have ended not as great as it did but yeah like seeing everyone and everyone was just in white just dancing in the rain and just having a great time uh, to the end of the party so that was that was pretty memorable for me i'm sure that's a memory you'll cherish for the rest mm-hmm. of your life compared to what you've been through the last two years, I mean, you'll take rain all day, every day, rather than what you've had to go through with the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's talk about that because it affected multiple industries, not only in Singapore, but the world as well. And I remember having a DJ on the show, I think just after the circuit breaker, talking about how life was because you couldn't really perform. Everything was virtual. So how did you manage to, you know, keep up with your work, stay afloat, but also, you know, stay motivated because times were tough. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, the I guess the DJing will kind of had a standstill for about two years and no one really knew what was going to happen after that. Um, yeah, I think mentally it was very difficult. My first thing that I did was immediately to try to pick up new skills. So during the pandemic, I tried to pick up, or rather I did pick up electronic drumming. The aim of this was to try to incorporate it into my live sets where, um, because like as mentioned, one of my favorite genres is Latin Afro House and I wanted to do that um, with some of the house music that I have, I just kind of layer the drumming into it so that visually it looks nicer for the audience to see what they're doing. Because a lot of times they don't really know what we're doing on the decks. Uh, so I took up a little bit of drumming, you know, and playing around with how with how to layer uh, electronic drumming into my live sets. Well, for the business part of it, so this is, I guess this is a complete uh, contrast to what I do in the nighttime. I actually set up an accounting firm. Yeah, to, I guess it's kind of like cloud accounting firm. Yeah, just for the business side of things, because that was what I graduated in, I thought that might as well put that into good use. And so basically that firm, that's accounting for small, medium enterprises uh, who were trying to pivot to digital. Yeah, picked up quite a few skills along the way, but I think the most important thing is that you survived and now life is back in Singapore, as I mentioned there. You can go around, play at bars, different events, and you can see people have a good time. But at the same time, you're also doing what you love. Let's talk about your current residency at Barbary Coast. You do that every Friday night. First of all, how did that come about? And what's been the response like from the customers there? Yeah, so, I mean, Barbary Coast has always been, if you ask anyone, like, um, oh, have you been to Barbary? And, 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 and is it fun? And everyone says, oh, this it is, because it's just the general vibe. Because if you've been there, it's, it's kind of like, it's a classy place, um, but it's also a place where you can have fun and not be too serious. So, and, you know, the stuff is great, the drinks are great, the food is great, everything is just, it's pretty good. So, Michael, I, I guess they were looking for a DJ then, and then he approached me. And, um, and then we were just chatting a little bit more about, yeah, like how we could make that happen, what what genres to play and how and basically what we're trying to achieve there. So we started out, um, it was really good. Uh, and usually by the end of the night, people would be dancing, even though it's kind of like a bar and not really a club. So that's that's really nice. But yeah, I think it is, it is a big combination of great stuff, great drinks, great food, great location, great vibe and environment. And I do really enjoy spending there because 
yeah, and, and this is something that you don't really get in a in a normal club because it is a bar. It is quite near to the CBD area. Every night that I spin, there's always a different set of people coming in through the doors. You never know what you're gonna. So it's kind. It keeps me on my toes, and I play according to whoever walks through the door that night. So it's that's really fun because it is playing the same thing every week. It gets a little bit boring, but yes, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed the views the last time that you came. Yeah, of course. I was gonna say Barbicos is always yeah. a vibe, but now more than ever because I mean it's not just the drinks and of course the service staff and and everyone who's uh, you know involved in that project, but also now music is back, particularly the DJs. I remember Michael was spitting a few weeks ago. And I said this is here to stay please keep it going and uh, you know it's so exciting because as you mentioned you see different people every night looking ahead before i let you go what are some of the events that you've got you know in the works or where else will you be performing we've already talked about your residency at barbary coast but what else do you have in the pipeline so the scene, I guess, after COVID changed a little bit, I think there's less of a club um, club music. A lot of clubs are closed. They're starting to reopen again, but it's, it's doing that a little bit slowly. And right now, it's a lot of different genres or different groups of people uh, coming together to kind of put different parties together. So I kind of work together with these collectives or these promoters to play at their parties. So for example, this weekend, I think on Saturday, I'm going to be spinning at a rooftop. So this would be at a restaurant bar called Catfish. So it's a good crowd. People don't know their stuff. I've got something on with um yeah with just a couple of promoters like Adrian Wee um in their in their pop tart series and also um I I feature regularly at the two queens parties. And that's on different locations as well. So it's mainly for my Saturday gigs is to work with different promoters yeah, to play at their events. She started working with Dolphins when she was 18 years old. And now that led to her becoming a DJ, an MC, currently doing residency at Barbary Coast every Friday night. And plenty more to look forward to. We've been in conversation with DJ Candice B. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Have a great rest of the day. And I look forward to coming back and watching you live in action again. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Adrian, for having me. Really, really great to be here. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.